Hello and welcome to the Mason Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here, as always, is my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, not a great week for our fantasy teams. Well, no. my my solo-owned fantasy team did well, but the co-owned lost a tough one. Yeah, that was a, that's a tough one, considering 171 points would have done it against seven other teams. Yeah, everybody but Jake's. Yeah, and then the team that we played. Yes. Lost by two. Lost by two. Two-point loss. But then I won by two elsewhere, and then I lost by five. So I don't know, I don't know if you follow uh, Frege, Elliot Friedman, of, on Twitter. Of course I do. Come yes. on now. Yeah, we're hockey National fans. treasure. Of course you follow Frege. I, sh- I really should say international treasure. Yes, he's an international treasure. Um, but he said, I think he won his, one of his fantasy matchups by less than a point. Like it was pretty crazy. He tweeted about that. I've seen I've seen a matchup decided by point one. I have seen it before. It's happened once. There was a point where we were up by point two, and I was like, I think at the end of the third quarter of the Monday night game, we were up by point two. I had stopped looking at that point. I I I knew my matchups were all kind of decided, so I was just kind of like. The game script was not going to be good for Miles Sanders and Amari Cooper. Um, I had one in the super flex at that point. I had a, I finished up with 167 points, which not bad, not bad. I, th- I think it's an, it's an average week. Um, so I, that was kind of done. Then the, the co-own was just kind of that, but I feel like, I feel like for the co-own, I feel like we're in a, we're in an okay spot. I feel, I feel like our team, is is looking good but we do we do have some work that we have to do and um at the end of at the end of the episode we will uh we'll get into working on uh on the co-own maybe we'll explore some trades that we uh some trade offers we could potentially send out because i've been i've been on a trade frenzy this morning it, it, it's crazy i think I've, I've sent out probably about 20 ish trade offers this morning yep and it's i had kind of gotten one of them which uh, is kind of funny well you said you're not interested in making trades. So if you're not interested in making trades, I'm not going to send you a trade offer. That's true. Well, usually you you just send me trade offers regardless. Yeah, but you were on record as saying you do not want to make any trades. So I'm not going to yeah. waste my time. Fair enough. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste my brain power. Come on now. Yep. So remember there was a site, there was like a, a segment of time on the Basin Talk podcast fans or the uh, required radio fantasy show. Great where every every Friday morning, it seemed like Jake would send me a trade offer. I remember that. <laughs> it was literally clockwork. 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 Every Friday. Broken clock is right twice a day. Friday at 10 a.m., Jake would be sending trade offers. Yep. After it was and it was after always after Thursday night football, and he had a player that shit the bed. <laughs> a typical Jake panic. No, it's okay. We we love Jake. We love Jake. Great, great guy. Great guy. Um, coworkers. We can't say anything bad about Jake. True. True. Very true. Very true. Company employees. Um. So two things. Two things that I want. I wanted to uh, to do before we do anything. Actually, I want. I want to do one thing first, and then and then we'll do another because we have to review, um, review Monday night, and then we do waivers. So I want. I want to do this thing first. Adam, as you are as you are aware, uh. Tom Brady is going home this weekend. He is going back to Foxborough. He's going back to Gillette Stadium. He's going back to the city of Boston. He's going back to Massachusetts. 
well in in the united states kind of really it's the it's foxborough but southeast of boston whatever shoot me (laughs) it's like half an hour out of away from boston about 20 minutes give or take i've been to that stadium more than i've been to metlife i have too I uh, know I can't say I've been I've been to that stadium more than I've been to MetLife, but I have been to that stadium. That stadium is very nice. I haven't been inside it, but I've been in the because they have a great shopping center around there. I have been inside it, and it is stunning. Every sense your, of the word. I saw your least favorite movie actually there. Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. Awful. Terrible film. <laughs> Terrible film. But I want to. I want. I wanted to ask you this question, and we're not doing anything until we have an answer. I mean anything. It better not be who am I rooting for in this game because I'm not, I will abstain. Well, then we're going to sit here in silence. I will root for both teams to just sit on the field and mutually assured destruction. Just not do anything for 60 minutes. No, I, the, the people want to know. The people want to know this information. If you had to pick with a gun to your head, one team, to root for. I no, I won't even say root for. I won't say root for because that's that, that's that's a harsh term. One team to that you would like to see win the game. Who would it be? Well, one team that I would like to see had win to the pick game. with a gun to your head. Well, thank God this isn't a Super Bowl. Yeah. I'll say that. Fair. Because I mean, sure, I'd root for Tampa Bay just because I don't like New England. But if it was a Super Bowl, it would be a lot harder because I know that one win in Foxborough against a team with a rookie quarterback is not really going to do much. Is not going to mean too much in the grand scheme of things for Tampa Bay's playoff hopes. Sure. It true. looks like the rest of the NFC South just doesn't – is like kind of shit. Except for the Panthers. I mean, I don't know. I guess – I was yeah. going to say the, the, the Bucks are in second place. Yeah, I know because the Panthers are undefeated. In second place, up the Panthers, up Sam Darnold. Well, actually, I mean, New Orleans is two and one, also like quietly two and one. Yeah, yeah. After and the Falcons you... are one and two. Yeah, up Sam Darnold, though. Great quarterback. Can't believe a team would give up on him. Unbelievable. Unreal. Well, Terrible. We'll see how he is without a full game of Christian McCaffrey. Fair. Fair, and then and, and we're going to talk about the Dallas defense because, wow. Dallas might actually have a, a, a complete football team. I, I'm amazed. Oh, amazed. God. Oh, no, not again. What? No, it's just I know I know how this is, how I know how this is for you when Dallas is really good. We've been friends for a long time. I don't know what you're talking about. We're, you we're not. You mean, do you want to review this game? I mean, we're going to. I mean, let's, let's do it. You want to talk about the Eagles first? Sure. Let's talk about the Eagles first. Okay. The most hated rival. Okay. I mean, you know. They were shocking. Yeah. I mean, the it's funny because Jalen Hurts' stat line doesn't look like the – oh, actually, his QBR is 8.9. I was going to say. The stats themselves that are not QBR because his QBR was, was shocking – it doesn't look awful. 320, like 300 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, uh, 35 rushing yards. But the Eagles just looked listless for the entire game. Oh, yeah, they did. They did. And I think you just kind of knew 
with the energy that was in that building last night. Dak's first home game in 352 days, whatever the hell it was. There was no way the Cowboys were losing that game. Frankly, Dallas should have had two pick sixes in that game. They should have. Yeah, Jordan Lewis dropped a pick six that really, I mean, that was like, wow. You take three steps, you're walking into the end zone. Um, If that was Zach Wilson, I would have gotten picked off. I have no idea. Probably true. I have no idea how Dak Prescott's uh, QB sneak was not a touchdown. No idea. The ball looked clear as day over the goal line. Yeah, I don't really know either. I was kind of confused about that. Adam, Adam, it's the NFL. The NFL has it out against the Cowboys. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Fuck. Um, Where the fuck is it? Where the fuck is it? Ah! Oh, there you go. There we go. All right. All right. I got the cowboy, cowboy, hat. cowboy hat. Yeah. All right. All right. The, 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 the bias is here. Okay, good. Um, the, the NFL clearly has a bias against the Dallas Cowboys because of Jerry Jones and his, um, I guess, fractured relationship with uh, Roger Goodell. So that, that is, that is that it looked clear as day over the, over the goal line. Today. Literally every team can say that except for probably new England Patriots fans. And even then, um, I think Patriots fans can say that Roger Goodell has it out for them. Well, Jerry Jones tried to have Roger Goodell step down. I think he, he literally attempted a coup. Jerry Jones attempted a coup. He did. So, yeah, I think Jerry Jones is top of the shit list. Robert Kraft is probably about two steps down. Close, close. But I think Jerry Jones is uh, is top. But, yeah, Philadelphia just came came into that game and they – they look very, very disheveled. And um, Miles Sanders, not a good night. He, he just needs – it looks like that if Miles Sanders is going to be good and he's going to be good for, for fantasy week to week, he needs a positive game script for him. He, he, needs, two car- he only had two carries. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? You can't, you can't sustain – have sustained success on that. I mean, listen, the two carries were – you know, one of them was for 24 yards, so it helps. Yeah, I'm really surprised that that Philadelphia just did not try and control the clock more. I, I was really shocked. I, I I just felt like the best way that Philadelphia was going to tr- attempt to win that game was by keeping Dallas and Dak and that offense off the field. I, I thought that was the game best way to do it. That's the thing. It was only two, a two-score game at halftime, so I don't think Philadelphia needed to go no. to Mm-mm. throwing all the time as soon as they did. No, it was, it was clear-cut panic. It was a terrible plan by Nick Sirianni, but not really a surprise when he is out there and he's interested in selling merchandise more than he is about coming up with a uh, real good game plan to beat the Dallas Cowboys. So. Was he selling his pink pen? The- oh, my God, that pink pen, I wanted to shove him between his eyes. That um, made me think that it was breast, can- the breast Cancer Awareness Month came early this year? No, it was the, uh, the Beat Cowboys. The- uh, beat Dallas shirt oh, that he had on during yes. his, his his press conference. Yeah, um, I wanted to take that. I wanted to light that shirt on fire. Uh, but now it's uh, uh, beat Philly. So fuck you, Nick Sirianni. Okay. As for, as for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh God. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Out of buckle buckle in. Here we go. Uh, I can leave if you want. I mean, you can do whatever you want. We can make this a pro Cowboys podcast. Yeah, we can do that. No. Basement Talk Cowboys show. You know, I'll just go on with Jake. Unfortunately, Jake just recorded his episode of the Jets Way podcast yesterday. Find it wherever you find all your podcasts. But I might just end up doing that. 
See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. My podcast, the Basement Talk Cowboys Show, will be full of positivity, will be full of excitement, will be full of happiness, will be full of laughter. The Basement Talk Jets Show will be full of sadness. It will feel like a funeral. It will make will- for unwelcome listening. Unless, unless you and Jake find things to disagree about when it comes to the New York Jets and we'll look to kill each other for about 40 minutes. I think that's, I'm going to try and keep Jake as positive as possible. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if that is, if that is humanly possible. I will try my best. I wish you the best of luck in that endeavor. Um, My Dallas Cowboys. I, I, Adam, I have to have this moment. Fine. Now, Adam, you, no, 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 you could chime in as much as you want. You no, can I, I, no, I can't. I'll let you have your, your, th- your thing. Thank you so much. I mean, this is, this is, this is what, this is what great football teams do. I mean, I mean, you have the jets and the giants that are owing three. They don't know what a win feels like, but you have the almighty Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott with three touchdowns, three touchdowns looked excellent in that game. I'm telling you, I, th- I think if, we're talking about Kyler Murray in the running for league MVP, even when he put up a stinker. Uh, I think Dak Prescott's got to be in the running for, for league MVP as well. Dak Prescott has been unbelievable to start the year. Uh, he was quoted after the game last night as saying this is the best football he's ever played. And I believe it. I think this is the, the best football I've ever seen Dak Prescott play in being the starter for the Cowboys. And you have to look at it as the Cowboys have got to be the clear, the clear front runners to win this division. You have three teams with three quarterbacks that are completely unproven. Taylor Heineke, Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, and the Cowboys have Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is clear, clear above the other three quarterbacks in terms of where he's at, in terms of his career, his progression, everything like that. Three are unproven. Dak Prescott needs a division title this year. I think he's going to get it. The running game. Zeke looked outstanding last night. Granted, he has always been very good against the Eagles. Zeke always has good games against Philly. It was another really good one last night to the tune of two touchdowns. Looked excellent. Tony Pollard, I really like what Dallas is doing in terms of a real football point of view. For fantasy, it's a little annoying. But for in terms of my Cowboys fandom, because I have my Cowboy hat on, so, you know, hate all you want, whatever. I, I like the change of pace that Tony Pollard brings to the table because I think Zeke is more in between the tackles, ground and pound, and he's going to just, you know, completely try and railroad you. Whereas Tony Pollard, you know, is a bit more shifty, tries to get outside the tackles. And I, I like the way that he runs. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Amari Cooper didn't really need to do much. You know, it was just kind of. Well, he did for of, some people. For some fantasy owners, he did. He yeah. needed to do something. Well, for a lot, he needed. For a lot of people, he needed to do something, myself included. But, um, and even. Even CD, even CD, he had that one. He had the one big catch. I mean, CD had CD had a nice night. I'm not gonna say that he didn't, but he didn't. It get was the CD. flashiest one yard loss I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes, it, <laughs> truly, truly. Uh, but I have to say that the night right for the passing game, it belong it belonged to Dalton Schultz, and two touchdowns for him. Looks like he is. I mean, he's still sharing with Blake Jarwin a little bit, but Dalton Schultz just it just looks like Dak has more of a a connection and understanding with Dalton Schultz. And I would expect him to be the, uh, the starter for the Cowboys going forward, but overall, Oh, and the defense and the defense. I think this defense is. Yeah. The defense is good. Defense is good. 
And I'll say it now because I don't think I have them listed. Let me just check. Let me just check my list. Let me just check my damn list. Um, I don't. I don't have them listed. Um, if you want to take the risk, I think I think it's a, it's one that I would understand, and you could probably get them for like nothing if you stream defenses. The Cowboys defense at home versus Carolina could be a good one. Okay. Yeah. Could be to him. I mean, you know, you're a Yankees fan. You know this story. I think that Blake Jarwin has been Wally pipped. Yeah. Yeah. I think he has too. I think he has too. I, I think Dalton Schultz is is excellent. I mean, if you if if they were to get if if Dallas was to get rid of Blake Jarwin to some way, if you take Blake Jarwin out of the picture, I think Dalton Schultz would be a top 15 tight end. Well, I think Joe Douglas should be on the phone asking the, the Cowboys about Blake Jarwin. Because the Jets need a tight end. Give us a third-round pick. It's ridiculous. No. Unbelievable. Third-round pick. Third-round pick. That contract? No way. All right. This is a sad time. This is a sad time. We have to move on to other things. Um, We need to say goodbye to the the Cowboy hat for now. Oh, I'm so sad. Oh, I'm so sad. It's tragic. So sarcastically sad. really is. It's bringing a tear to my eye. we will be back soon with the cowboy hat. But for now, we need to go back to being unbiased, even keel, straightforward, focused, with our eyes on the prize. So the cowboy hat, it's now gone. Should I get a pilot's helmet for when I want to be biased about the Jets? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you should, you should get a 747 in your living room. Good idea. Just have the 747. Just come right in. Well, that would just be like you having to hold a revolver when you want to be biased about the Cowboys. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the audio of a 747 just coming into your bedroom when you you want to be biased about the Jets? Well, you wouldn't be able to hear what I'm saying about the Jets because there would just be a plane in my bedroom and a hole in my house. It would only be able to happen once because there'd be a hole in my house. Yep, that's fair. It's fair. I mean, it would be fucking funny. It would be. It would be really only once. Fucking funny. Oh, kind of like wondering what. It's basically like wondering what lava tastes like. You can only do it once. True. True. And I don't know how desirable the outcome is going to be once you try said lava. But you can do it once. You can only do it once. It would not be a good outcome when you when you try said lava, and, and hopefully. When you have said lava and it, it and you digest it, hopefully you uh, you come out the other side and you're able to tell us about it. Anyway, let's just move on to uh, quarterbacks here for waivers. Surely, surely, don't and call me Shirley. I do love a man of culture. I do love Airplane. It's a great movie. Oh, please, Airplane is fantastic. And I am so happy that you caught up on that reference, Adam. You, yeah, you've solid, you, you have solidified our relationship as a as a podcasting duo just because you got that reference. Oh yeah, no, airplane is airplane and the Naked Gun are probably two of my favorite Leslie Nielsen roles. Fantastic shout! I mean, that's a fantastic shout. All right, so for quarterbacks, you know who's still available in the majority of leagues. Is his name Kirk and his last name Cousins? 
Yes. Is he? I thought you were going to say, is he an anti-vaxxer? But yes, it's Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Unbelievable to me. Really unbelievable to me. That is going to change. Oh, it's going to be different by tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And it should. It should because Kirk Cousins has been nothing short of fantastic. And his schedule is real good. And I would, I would actually, I would say if you have Kirk Cousins, and I think this is more, this is more me talking to myself possibly, but I'll risk it here before I go, go into my ranks for, um, for additions for the week. Kirk Cousins could be an excellent sell high in two QB super flex, even in 12, 14 team leagues. He could be a real good sell high. Well, I think in, in two QB leagues, you'd be happy to keep Kirk Cousins because the depth on the waiver wire is not, uh, is not as plentiful in two QB leagues. I think in 12 and 14 team leagues, if you already have an established starter, then yeah, you can deal with Kirk Cousins. Well, I think here's a great one. For as good as Dak Prescott has been, his fantasy numbers have not exactly translated to that. So if you're someone, if you have Dak Prescott, your team is 1-2, and 0-3, and you need someone that you know is going to be throwing a bit more and you know you can't be going back and forth between run, 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 throw, throw, throw. And you're the owner of Kirk Cousins and, and the Dak Prescott owner comes to you and says, hey, I want Kirk Cousins. Here's Dak Prescott. I mean, you got to say yes to that. Yeah, I, I, I probably would. Just for I, the, I, I 100% would. And I actually, you know what? It's an offer I'm going to make in my Superflex right now. I'm going to make that offer. Okay. Make that offer of Kirk Cousins for Dak. I don't know if the person is going to do that one for one just because, I mean, maybe they would. Well, looking at it from an objective uh, perspective, I mean, I think just going by the numbers, it's a good trade. Well, here's the thing. Just look at the next three weeks for Dak. Carolina, the Giants, the Patriots. Not terrible. Not terrible. The next three weeks for Kirk Cousins. The Browns, the the Lions, Lions, the Panthers. Panthers. Jinx. I mean, you owe me a soda. You owe me a soda. I said jinx. Fuck you. You owe me a soda. I said so. You owe me something for Kirk Cut for uh, Cortland Sutton. We never agreed on terms. So fuck you, Adam. I'm going to give you a universal symbol that only you can see because you know what it means. Um, Maybe some people who are listening to this podcast will know, but because you are a cultured man, for you. Oh, I thought you were going to give me the the old Eli Manning. Fuck him. Literally, literally the, the one person that I would never want to see become a meme overnight became one. Like if I if I was on national television and I did that, I'd be sued up the ass by the FCC. But because it's Eli Manning, oh, he's a meme. Well, am I funny. am I wrong or am I right? Well, yeah. You're right because you're not fam- you're not a famous quarterback. Exactly. I'm, I'm just Super some Bowls. schmuck. I'm just some schmuck. But in any event, um, would you like to hear my 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 top five ads for the week? Sure. 
Is Jameis one of them? Jameis is not one of them. Jameis is not one of them. I know, Adam, you are just very disappointed and distraught by this shocking, horrible, terrible news. Well, I'm happy because even when the Saints were amazing against New England, Jameis was terrible. Yes. Um, Okay. So, uh, number five for me, I'm going with Taylor Heineke. He has been very good, and he has a great matchup against Atlanta on deck. So that is one for me that two QB super flex deep 12, 14 team leagues. That is one that I am all over. If you're looking for a streamer this week, number four, I am going with Daniel Jones, tough one between Daniel Jones and Heineke because Daniel Jones's matchup is a little bit tougher going to new Orleans, take on the saints first home game for the saints on the year after Everything with the hurricane and, and now the first home game for New Orleans. I mean, this is that's going to be a rocking atmosphere, and that could be a tough one for Daniel Jones, but he comes in at number four on my ranks. Number three, I am going with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, once again, solid performance against the Jets. Solid floor play. The ceiling is a little limited for, for Teddy. That's why I only have him at three. But still, I think he's either going to be in a position where He'll be throwing a ton or is going to need to throw a ton if they are going to get the win on Sunday against Baltimore. So Teddy Bridgewater comes in at three. Number two for me is Sam Darnold. I mean, he's just been outstanding. He needs to be owned in way more leagues. I think he is going to be after this week, the poor New York Jets and their fans. Terrible. And number one. Let's see how he does that without McCaffrey. We'll see how he does that McCaffrey. And number one is Kirk Cousins. Very simple. Kirk Cousins is below the 50% ownership threshold. He is owned in 42.5% of ESPN leagues. Please, for the love of Christ, go pick up Kirk Cousins. Please, I beg you. I'm literally begging. Adam, Adam, do you remember last year when I was on my hands and knees begging people to go pick up Cam Akers? Vividly. Okay. I'm almost in that same position with Kirk Cousins. Almost. Almost. Not not, not quite. Not quite there. But because I do see, I could see a bit of a dip coming for Kirk Cousins, but I'm begging people. Pick up Kirk Cousins in the short term. He has two excellent matchups with Cleveland and Detroit, both at home. I mean, the Detroit matchups just speaks for itself. Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook going against the Detroit Lions. It's a no-brainer for me. It, 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 it's a no-brainer. I mean, he's got to be picked up. And even if, even if you don't start him, even if you have Tom Brady and you just need someone for, for backup, Kirk Cousins is fine. Kirk Cousins will get the job done. And he, he shouldn't talk to that much either. It would prevent your opponents from having Kirk Cousins also. Yeah, and he's not... He's not going to cost you that much. He shouldn't cost you first waiver priority. He shouldn't cost you more than two, three bucks in fab. For me, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer that Kirk Cousins should be picked up and played in a lot more spots than than, than he's in. Yeah. Um, anybody else here? I think that uh, – hmm. I mean, I can give you a good stash if you want. Sure. 
when he comes back from his hamstring injury, uh, Tyrod. Okay. Honestly, it's funny. We didn't really talk about Thursday night, but Davis Mills was okay against Carolina. But I don't think he's worth an ad. I'm not picking up Davis Mills and playing him against Buffalo. No, he will get, he's going to get rocked against Buffalo. That is not worth my time. Um, honestly, Jacoby Brissett, the Jacoby Brissett revenge game. That's this week. That's true. That is true. Big Jacoby Brissett revenge game at home too. At home. Well, actually we're going to, there was a Jacoby Brissett revenge game on, uh, against new England. And he only played, he only played like two snaps. He only had two carries. And if you if you wanted to as well, um, for the memes, go pick up Trey Lance for one dollar. Yeah, pick up Trey what? Lance for sixty nine dollars. Actually, no, 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 one dollar, one dollar. We need to continue. We need to continue the run of ones. Okay. If you could, if you could do cents, do six dollars and one cent. I think that uh, yeah, but Trey Lance is actually owned in. 26.7% of leagues, surprisingly, for somebody that barely sees the field. So wait a minute. Wait, 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 More people own Sam Darnold, or more people own Trey Lance than Sam Darnold, uh, Carson Wentz, Jimmy G, Taylor Heineke, Jacoby Brissett. Jared Goff, I assume. Jared Goff. Yes, Mac Jones. But you're telling me, that Trey Lance is owned in 16% less leagues than Kirk Cousins. Correct. Wait, let me just do the math here. Yeah, no, that's correct. Uh, uh, well, honestly, I mean, ownership's weird. Because more people own Deshaun Watson than Carson Wentz and Jimmy G and Taylor Heineke and Jacoby Brissett. Wow. Wow. Huh. Deshaun huh. Watson had in ESPN leagues, Deshaun Watson is owned in 9.9% of leagues. Say, say that list again. I, I, I must have lost hearing. So Deshaun Watson is owned in 9.9% of leagues. Yeah. You got that yeah. Part. I, I, I just want the players. I want the players. He is owned in more leagues than, well, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's okay. On that's IR, fine. That's fine. Car- Carson Wentz, Terod Taylor, who's on IR, Jimmy G, Taylor Heineke, Jacob, and Toby Brissett. What? Over Heineke? Mm-hmm. I'm looking for something to throw. Taylor Hanke is only owned in 5% of leagues. Oh my fucking God. Yep. Adam, I need a reminder. When we come back for our program on Friday, I need a reminder. Check the ownership of Taylor Heineke after waivers run. Okay. 
Because if Taylor Heineke is still less owned than Deshaun Watson, you will see me have a world-class bitch fit. And believe me, I know how to throw a world-class bitch fit. I know. Don't want to test me. Do the right thing, fantasy managers. Do the right thing. Pick up Taylor Heineke. Pick up Taylor Heineke for the sake of my mental sanity for no other reason other than that. All right. So let's move on to running backs. Yeah. Who right. are your... Sure. Yeah. Let's just move swiftly on to running backs. Yeah, right. Sure. Those, those things. Who are yeah. your top ads at running back? I, I mean, you're going to tell me now that, uh, that DeMarco Murray is more owned than Ronald Jones? Is that is that where uh, where we're gonna go? Um, let's see. I don't, I don't know if I can find anybody like that because running backs are weird like that. Running backs you know, are weird. Running backs are very weird. Running backs people own position. people own a lot of running backs, and the retired ones aren't really. Yeah. So, top five ads of the week in the running back position. I, I'm still rattled over the whole. Actually, Heineken. I do have one weird one. Okay. More people own Cam Akers than Marlon Mack. I own Cam Akers. Still? Yeah, my keeper league. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Well, that's probably why. That's where Stashed Deshaun, on IR, baby. Well, that's where the Deshaun Watson ownership probably comes from. Yeah, but you can't stash Deshaun Watson on IR. No, you cannot. So unless people are just holding him for keeper value. He's got to be on the active roster. So that'd be, that would be silly. Uh, number five for me, I'm going with Royce Freeman of the Carolina Panthers. Number four, I am going with Kenny Gainwell of the Philadelphia Eagles. Number three, I am going with Giovanni Bernard of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two, I'm going with Peyton Barber of the Las Vegas Raiders. Disgusting, horrible, I know. Number one, I'm going with Chuba Hubbard of the Carolina Panthers, the number one waiver ad at the running back position, the number one waiver ad all around, Chuba Hubbard. That's the guy for the week. Anybody who is needing a running back for the next two weeks, as a little band-aid while you do some research and hopefully you can pull off a trade. This is it. Maybe you go and you spend 40, 50 bucks a fab for Chuba Hubbard and then try and trade him for a running back. I don't know who would do that, but it's something that you could consider. And at the very least, I don't think you he, should do that. That sounds very, really dumb. At the very least, he's a band-aid for two weeks. The very least. At the very most, he gets you a running back that you can plug and play. I'm not saying that Chuba Hubbard's gonna you know, turn into Chris Carson, but could Chuba Hubbard turn into a Javante Williams? Possibly. It's quite possible. I don't think that's a good idea. Let somebody else spend $50 of their fab on Chuba Hubbard. Save yep. your fab for later in the season. What's coming? Well, Adam, Adam, holding up for playoffs. Adam, what? In our online league, Guess how much fab I've spent. How much? Nil. Nil pois. 
zilch, nada, nothing. I spent no fab dollars. I spent one dollar on Derek Carr. Exactly. It's two hundred fab dollars. If you spend a quarter of your budget right now in week four, and you say to yourself, "Okay, I could spend. I have a fifty dollar budget for the next four weeks." And you split it up into quarterly spending, 50, 50, 50, 50, bam, you've spent all of your fab and you have something to burn. Okay. Done, done, done. It, it makes, look, I'm not saying that someone should do it, but is it feasible? Yes, it's feasible. Because I don't think, but I will be on record and I will say, and Adam, I don't know how you feel about him personally. I don't think Chuba Hubbard is that good, but is he in a position where he can produce solid enough fantasy numbers for the next two weeks to potentially help teams stay afloat? Yes. Will he carry teams by himself? No. Yeah. Well, okay. But you're spending $50 for a two-week fix at the least. That could make or break someone's season. I know. Like if someone's sitting at 0-3 and and they need to rattle off two wins, and there's this running back that at the very least gives them promise, what's 50 bucks going to matter? True. Because they don't spend the 50 bucks. And they, their team continues to suck. They're going to fall to 0-5. And, and they're going to say, oh, who, who, who fucking cares about my fab? My season's over. I'm 0-5. Okay. But if they get Chuba Hubbard, and let's say Chuba Hubbard is Bo Jackson. Let's just say. Then guess what? That 50 bucks that they just spent probably is going to get them two wins. They're back into the picture. That's probably, okay, that's probably the one scenario. Aside from oh, Chuba Hubbard, that Chuba 30, Hubbard turns into Bo Jackson. <laughs> give me a second. Aside from not even withstanding the fact that you people could be counting on Chuba Hubbard turning into Bo Jackson, just picking up Chuba Hubbard as a as a fix for your team, that's fine. But picking up Chuba Hubbard just to trade him for somebody for two weeks, you're going to expect good value. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. If if you are going to pick up Chuba Hubbard with the intent to trade him, you should not be spending $55. I agree. I know I did say that yesterday that uh, or last episode that fanciful players are a very reactionary bunch, but I don't think they're that reactionary. We are, we are reactionary. We are a very reactionary bunch. Just don't like literally if your team loses or if any even like the pro, like pro teams that you watch, you know, stay off Twitter. You get all the reactionary. Oh my God, yeah, stay off Twitter. Stay off Twitter. Twitter is a toxic place. Yeah. But I do, I do agree with you, Adam. If the plan is to go and spend $55 on Chuba Hubbard just to, just to trade him, makes no sense. But the plan is to spend $55 on Chuba Hubbard, play him for two weeks, and then maybe you can flip Chuba Hubbard to the guy who owns McCaffrey because he's an idiot for not picking up Chuba Hubbard. And maybe you get a Javante Williams out of it, let's just say. 
maybe get a Kareem Hunt out of it. I think that's worth it. But to pick him up and then flip, stupid, stupid. So but we you know, agree Hubbard on that. A, yes, Chuba Hubbard is available in the co-own. Are you thinking about picking him up? Um, that is one that we really, really, really have to consider. But the question I, is, yeah. are we going to spend the money to do it? And I don't know. I will say, and then, yeah, I will say also, and this is for people that um, have him available on their waiver wire. He did not qualify for this segment, but if. Zach Moss is Zach Moss is available on your waiver wires. Uh, go pick him up. Pretty pleasing. Thank you. Yeah. Well, the thing is with our team, we already have running. We're already trying to trade one of our running backs. So, and we uh, have yeah. Jolante Williams waiting in the wings. So I don't think we really need Chuba Hubbard. Um. Well, we could. When we when we get there, we'll we'll talk about it. When we get there. okay. When we get there, we're almost there. Okay, so wide receivers. Yeah. Who's going to be the Rondell Moore of this week? There is no Rondell Moore of this week. Um, For me, my number five waiver ad, I'm going for Brian Edwards of the Las Vegas Raiders. Number four, I am going with Marquez Calloway of the New Orleans Saints. Number three, I am going with Hunter Renfro of the Las Vegas Raiders. Love Hunter. Great guy. Number two, I'm going with Emmanuel Sanders. And number one, I'm going with Tim Patrick of the Denver Broncos with KJ Hamler's injury. I think Tim Patrick has a clear, clear role in this offense, not just until Jerry Judy comes back, but I think beyond, beyond that. I think Tim Patrick, his floor is being the number three wide receiver for the Denver Broncos for the rest of the season. I do have a question about this because I'm sure, I'm sure you and Jake are going to have questions about this in the mailbag. Sure. So let's just get this out of the way. Sure. Have you heard the news about a certain receiver who has just been reinstated by the NFL who plans on signing with the Kansas city chiefs? Yep. I did. That was the thing. I, I, I actually heard, I heard about that. There are whispers of it happening on Sunday. I heard now, about it. And now it's happened. And now it's happened. Yes. Basically. Yep. Um, here's my here's my thing. You are not gonna go and spend top dollar for Josh Gordon. Plain and simple. You're just not going to. He's gonna be a situational piece. He's gonna be part of the mix with Michael Hardman, with Byron Pringle with Demarcus Robinson, all those guys. He's gonna, he's just going to be, you know, thrown in there. Is it possible that he is better than all of them? Yeah, it's possible. It's very possible. But am I going to believe it? Am I going to just pick him up because he's going to be on the Chiefs? It's the, it's the classic Clyde argument. Clyde may not be that good. But people hype him up because he's the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a running back for Patrick Mahomes. Josh Gordon, I would not be surprised if Josh Gordon is going for top dollar because he's going to be a receiver for Patrick Mahomes. I I really wouldn't be surprised. So I am urging everyone, urging, 
Let someone else make that mistake. Do not do it. Do not do it. If you want to put in a dollar bid for Josh Gordon, do it. Do it. I have no problem with that. But if you're putting in 10, 15% of your budget for it, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. I see that. But really, really for Josh Gordon, he's going to be the, what, third, fourth option for Kansas City? Probably, yeah. In, the, in that passing game, yeah, he's probably going to be a 3A, 3B, 3C, 3D. See what it is there, 3D? Yeah, 3D. Behind Cal- but he's, he's going to be clearly behind Kelsey and Hill. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And Clyde, probably. And probably Clyde. Because he so has to win he's the probably playbook. four. Yeah, no, he's he's four. Which is, you know, you're going to go and invest 10, 50% of your budget in a guy that is a number four option in the offense. Think about it. If this player is not, if this is not Josh Gordon and he doesn't play for the Chiefs, would you be spending this money on, on a fourth option receiver on any team? Are people spending like however many fab, however much fab on Denzel Mims? He's the fourth option on the Jets right now, basically. Adam, literally on cue, when you said Josh Gordon, are, are people going to pay top dollar for the number four receiver, for number four option on the Chiefs? A clap of thunder just went outside on cue. There's thunder outside my house, too. It's crazy. If you don't believe us. Believe God. Believe God. God is telling you, do not pick up Josh Gordon. The prodigal son returns. The prodigal son returns. Yes. I don't know. I just. It's, it's a great story for Josh Gordon. To be able to come back over and over and over again. But for fantasy, fantasy doesn't care about good storylines. You don't get points for good storylines. Yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers is the one that said that uh, football is romantic. Fantasy football is not romantic. If you have points for, for inspirational storylines and Alex Smith would be QB one far and away. And Shaquille Griffin would be the number one player in IDP. Yep. But, you don't. Fortunately, that's not how it works. Not right. All right. Obviously, very inspiring stories. Wished all of them well. All of them well. But this is not a romantic business, unfortunately. No. Um, okay. So you want to move on to tight ends or are we good yeah. with receivers? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tight ends. Um, another kind of okay week for tight ends. Who are your top five ads? Uh, so my number five option, I'm going with Evan Ingram of the New York Giants. Really? Number, yeah. It's, Evan Ingram has looked really, really bad. I know. That's why he's number five. It's not a week for tight ends. Not. But when is it? Number four, I'm going with Austin Hooper of the Cleveland Browns. Three, I am going with Dawson Knox of the Buffalo Bills. Two, I am going with Dalton Schultz 
And then number one, I am going with Tyler Conklin of the Minnesota Vikings. It's funny because after you said Austin Hooper, a really loud thunderclap played in the outside my window. Ladies and gentlemen, God himself has said, do not pick up Austin Hooper. So let's redact Austin Hooper from number four on these tight end rankings. Put in Tommy Tremble. Tommy Tremble, number four, not Austin Hooper. Don't pick him up. God says no. Also because he doesn't qualify. But I wasn't going to say anything. He's owned Austin Hooper does not qualify? He doesn't qualify. He's owned in 52.7% of leagues. Interesting. Interesting. On, on mine, he's on 49.8. Well, let me refresh and see if it's changed. I Interesting. doubt it. Nope, 52.7. Interesting. Huh. Fake news. It's fake news. Fake news. Um, but yeah, Tyler Conklin, if you're in a hole tight end, yeah. He has no competition. Zilch, nada, nothing. And he's got a proven track record. And he's got a great schedule. He's got a great schedule too. Yep. Tyler Conklin is one that I am, yeah, very, very interested in that one. And but Dalton Schultz. It might cost you less. It probably will cost you less. But I don't know if Dalton Schultz is someone that I'm plugging and playing right away. I think I want to see it one more week just because of the, the, the abundance of options that Dallas has. They, of course, have the two running backs, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb. So, you know, we're talking about Josh Gordon and him being the fourth guy. Dalton Schultz might be like the fifth or sixth guy when you include, you know, when Michael Gallup comes back in that picture. So is that really what you want there? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I have my reservations about Dalton Schultz, but um, for me, Conklin should not be costing you more than 5% of your overall budget. He's a tight end. Tight end, I know they're scarce, but again, he's not worth more than 5% of your, of your overall budget. Trust me when I say that. Yes. All right. So for defenses, we need we need a new defense because the Rams are going up against the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, we do. But uh, as far as top defenses to add, I'm sure you're going to say the Bengals, the Titans. Yep. Um, Bengals against Jacksonville, the Titans against the Jets, the Saints against the Giants, if they are still available. They're, uh, well, they're owning 67% of leagues, 67.8. Really? Yep. Huh. Okay. Um, let's see. Who else? The Packers could be a good one. Uh, the Dolphins, I think both defense actually in that Dolphins Colts game could be a good one. What about the Bears defense against Detroit? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. But that's not that's not one that I'm just willing to you know throw all my all my eggs at. But for me, I, th- I think the, the the one defense that I'm really looking at would be the Saints. Okay. I, I mean, I'm looking at the Bengals. Well, at least for us, because the Bengals are available. So, Bengals, the Bengals going up against Jacksonville. Ew. Ew. Or maybe the, the Bengals or the Dolphins. Either one. 
I would rather the Dolphins. I would rather. But defense for Thursday? Look. Oh, it's true. Yuck. Oh, that Thursday night game is going to be terrible. Exactly. I, w- I want as little stake in it as possible. Okay, we'll go with the Dolphins. I think that's probably a good one. Since we're here, what other way of ads do you think we should make? Oh, boy. All right. I, I got to pull up. I got to pull up the uh, gotta pull up the squad. All right. Let's see. Let's have a look here. Because we are. Since we are on the, uh, on the subject. Um, all right. Let's have a look. Let's have a look here. So do we – let's have a look. All right. Defenses. Here we go. Well, the Bears are here. Oh, yeah, the Bears are here. Didn't we say we like the Bears? I like the Bears. We can pick the Bears. Yeah. The Bears could be a interesting one. Let's do it by projected. The Bengals, the Bengals, the most projected. Wow. That's why I mentioned the Bengals. This this list of defenses suck. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, all the good ones are taken. I mean, at the risk of sounding like a homer. No, if we believe in the Dallas defense, we could we can go that route. I think the Bears defense. I do have an issue with that. A tiny one. There's no Khalil Mack. We got a problem. Oh, mm, yeah, you're right. There's no Khalil Mack. We got a little bit of a problem. Uh, the Dolphins, I think, is one that I can, I can definitely get behind. So, Dolphins and Cowboys? I think what we could between? do... Here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. We'll put in claims for a bunch. We'll put in a couple $0 uh, claims for defenses. And we'll see which one we get. So the Bengals will put in for zero bucks and we'll make them the number one priority for you, Adam, because I like you somewhat. Well, I appreciate that. The Dolphins. Let's do zero dollar claim for them. And we'll play we'll play with the um, with the priority. After uh, after the show, we won't we won't necessarily do that right now, um, but just know that we are going to put the Bengals as one of our uh, our top priorities. So I did the Dolphins, and then we need the Bears. Uh, do you want to put in a zero dollar claim for the Cowboys just for fun? Sure, why not? We'll make them we'll make them last. We'll make them uh, you know a last priority where uh, it's a last reserve where probably we will not end up getting them. Wow. Okay. Um, God just said to us, yeah, we're not, we're not putting in a claim for the Cowboys. Just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah. We're not putting in a claim for the Cowboys. That's not happening. Um, so thundercloud says no. God, my man, God says no. Um, okay. So we're here. Let's have a look at the team. I, I'm, you know, I'm starting to like this team a little bit, a little bit more. I don't think it's like, you know, it's not a terrible team. I mean, I, hell, Derrick Henry is our saving grace, uh, really. And DeAndre Swift has been really good as well. But the bench, I think, is a little light. We have to make a trade somewhere. Um, well, frankly, Corey Davis has not, just not been coming through because you just can't. I, I, just, I don't know. But there is a Corey Davis revenge game this week. That's true. It is Corey Davis revenge game. It is. 
Um, but the number one thing that I really think that we need to be prioritizing is getting Clyde out. Just washing our hands with Clyde. So what I want to do is I want to go to the 0-3 team. And I want to send them an offer for Dalvin. So, Adam. Yes, let's do it. Let's send this offer. So, Dalvin Cook. And we'll bring back... Because I don't want it. To, I don't want it to be too. I don't want to be dropping too many guys. Oh dear, they're starting Michael Carter at running yeah. back. Yeah, pretty diabolical. Um, we'll bring back. Let's do Carlos Hyde. They don't have James Robinson. Whatever, Carlos Hyde will be someone if if the deal goes through. He'll be someone we cut anyway. Okay, so let's do Dalvin and Hyde. Clyde and Hollywood. But we're already so thin a receiver. Yeah, but is Hollywood going to make or break us? So maybe what we would do, what we would do then, let's we go back to their page. If the what if we give them like Latavius Murray? Is Latavius Murray really going to interest them? What about Corey Davis? Did or didn't we say that we're thin at receiver? We are thin at receiver, but Marquise Marquise Brown is starting for us. Corey Davis is not. But we're going to have to give up something. It's like you know we're going to give up a bench receiver, a bench receiver to get Dalvin Cook. You know we have to if. It's not going to matter what our receivers look like if we're going to have Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift. It's not going to matter. All right. I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think. Okay. So we're going to do Cook and Hyde. We'll do Clyde, Hollywood, and Javante Williams or Rondell Moore. Um, I'm going to hate this, but I think Javante, Javante Williams is probably going to be the guy that puts this trade through. I don't know. Let's let you know what? Let's start it with, or, or we do Robbie and see if they would accept that and just, Rinse our hands of that. You try that. If not, then we can throw in a running back. Instead. All right. So we'll send that first offer. Clyde, Hollywood, Robbie Anderson, Dalvin Cook, Carlos Hyde. Don't think that gets it done. Just want to put that out there. But we offers in. All right. Offers in. Now we have to make a decision on what to do with going for Chuba Hubbard. I personally think Zach Moss could be a better, cheaper alternative than Hubbard. 
However, I mean, we got we, we got to look at Fab. So we have one hundred and seventy-five Fab dollars. Where does that rank in terms of everyone? We're basically in the middle. So there, there is a chance that we are just completely just outbid to the moon for Hubbard. So you know what? All right, I I have an idea, Adam. Okay, what do you got? Let's lowball it for Hubbard. Let's put in like a $20 bid for Hubbard and see what happens. I'd be shocked if that gets Hubbard. It's not going to get him. Uh, me personally, I don't think we need him. I don't think that that's a position that we exactly need, nor is it something that I want to say is going to really help us. That, but that, that's just me. I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I kind of think I do. And I think you're in the same camp that Hubbard is not exactly what we need. No. Well, especially if we're going to be trading for Dallin Cook. Attempting. Attempting. Uh, we're, potentially we're attempting trade. to trade for a running back this week. A hundred percent. So we don't need Hubbard if we're going to, if that's what we're going to be doing. Yeah. I don't think we need Hubbard unless the plan then. Well, let's, let's just have a look here out of curiosity. And what, where are we at? Okay. So we're just at 60 minutes. So this shouldn't be too long of a, of a podcast. That's a good thing. We need to find the team that has McCaffrey. So, oh, it's okay. So here's a team that has McCaffrey. Who do they have? Yeah, I was going to say we can make the deal, make the deal, and then try and trade um, Chuba to them. But it doesn't interest me. It doesn't interest me. They have 200 fab dollars. I think they're going to be going all guns blazing for, for Chuba. So I don't think it's worth it. See, this is why you handcuff. Exactly, because now they have to blow. Maybe they're gonna, maybe they have to blow twenty five percent of their fat. I mean, also because, with with the zero and three team, not to you know twist the knife here, but the zero and three team, um, they could have did they should have picked Alexander Madison because now Dalvin Cook is hurt. Yeah, and then I think what I want to do, and AJ Brown is hurt too. Yes, yeah. Well, that, that's good for us. That's good for us with Julio. And then what I think I want to do, Adam, is I'm going to put a $10 bid in for Zach Moss. Zach Moss. Zach Moss. Do you think and we should? And we're dropping Latavius yes. Murray in these transactions. I, w- I just want to point that out. Okay. Do you think that we should pick up another receiver? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we have, if we have the uh, capabilities to do it, yeah. Just the question is who? Maybe like a like a Zach Pascal, Russell Gage. People are looking at AJ Green for some reason. Um, I just want you to know my entire house just shook when you said AJ Green. All right, so I guess we're not looking at AJ Green then. No, we're not looking at AJ Green. Um, MVS is a possibility. Pascal, Zach Pascal could be an option, but again, it all comes down to who who are we dropping. Here's what I think, Adam. If we want a receiver, we can wait until tomorrow 
when waivers run to pick up a receiver. I don't think it has to be done right now because I don't think any of these receivers are going to be going for a dollar personally. So I think we wait. We see what the team looks like. We see if we have a deal to get Dalvin before we do anything. And then we kind of go, you know, from there. But let me ask you this. And I don't think we've, we've really paid enough attention to this position that much. If we can get a deal where we have an available roster spot, like a three for two or two for one sort of transaction to get a running back, does Tyler Conklin interest you at all? Well, as a backup tight end, yeah. As a backup tight end, hell, maybe even a starter. You'd replace your boy Higby for Conklin? Possibly. Okay. I mean, hell, or we pick up Jared Cook, the Jared Cook revenge game. The Jared Cook revenge game. On Monday night. But, but Adam. We have to stack on Monday night. That's right. Well, we could play Jared Cook and we could have the double stack. We have, we have the double stack. Justin Herbert. Well, the only thing that we wouldn't have is the Mike, Will, is the Mike Williams part. Oh, my God. The only thing we, that's the only thing we wouldn't have. But we'd have the whole offense. We'd have the whole fucking thing. The whole fucking armada. Does the 0 2 team have Mike Williams? Probably not. Or they're 0 no. they're 0 3. Why no, they, they don't. Have Mike Williams? They don't. They don't, which is very, very, very sad. But uh yeah, so that's kind of where where we're at. We're gonna be making a trade for a running back this week that is absolutely happening. Um and you know, we're just gonna kind of I want to fly under the radar. Like one of the things that I don't want to do is I don't want to give up that we are trying to actively trade for a running back. That's so funny. I want to fly under the radar as we broadcast our entire strategy every single week. Well, hopefully I don't listen. Very, very rarely do I say, please don't listen to the, very, very rarely do I say, please don't listen to the podcast. For anybody who is in this league, please don't listen to this podcast. Okay. Please don't. Please don't. But, uh, yeah, hopefully everyone, uh, good luck. Good luck with waivers. And uh, we will uh, we'll see you on Friday for, uh, for, for preview. The episode is actually being recorded tomorrow. And so we won't have a Thursday night review. But we will be pre. I'm not, I don't even know. We're not even going to preview it because it won't come out till Friday. Yep. Unless we unless we release it on Thursday. I mean, you want to preview the Thursday night game? We could, yeah, we could do that. We could do that. All right. So we'll preview Thursday night. Like there's something to preview. Um, it's the Bengals and the Jaguars. So exactly terrible. Exactly, and then that'll come out on th- that'll that'll come out on Thursday, and then of course the mailbag show. Please send in your mailbag questions. That show will be coming out on Saturday, recorded on Thursday or Friday as well. So that is uh, that's what it's looking like for the rest of the week. All righty then. So, oh boy, there isn't really much with this game. Um, T. Higgins is questionable heading into the game. Let's we could preview it tomorrow. Oh, we're going to preview it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll preview it when we record tomorrow. And for the episode, I'll release the episode on Thursday. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're chilling. Fantastic. We chilling. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basic Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Check out check us out on Thursday when we preview the Thursday night football game and the rest of the games for this weekend and Monday. For my co-host at Birdsall, I'm Adam Castor, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.